Well, shit the bed, everybody, and welcome to another WrestleMania edition of Conversation with Sugar Green. I am your host, the main man, Sugar Green, and today with me, I have a special guest today, a, for, a long life, long life, co-worker of mine, about 10 years, been through a lot, but he's a good friend, and he is a big Will Levis fan as well. Hey, Virgil Patton, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> Good. Um, so, like I said before, we met each other. What about when did you get hired at Old Dominion? We work at Old Dominion Freightline, bless our hearts. Yeah. Um, what, uh, how long ago, when did you get hired exactly? Uh, like I said, it was around, I would say around August. Mm-hmm. I was third. Uh, like I said, I did be eight years, like I said, almost. October thirteenth, twenty fourteenth was my hire date. Yeah. That's when I got hired. So it's been almost it's been it's been almost nine years. Right, right. So you're about you got twenty fourteen as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been about to, time flies by. So yeah. today we're talking about WrestleMania. We're going to talk about you know the the showcase the Immortals, the greatest. Look, I love the Final Four. The only thing that it's close to it, in my opinion, is with WrestleMania weekend. It, there's nothing like it. We're going to review night one, night two. We're talking about the Raw Mania. We're talking about the drama that everybody's starting about, the cell. But today, I got to get something off my chest, and I want to do something. So, is there, and I want to make this clear, the views that I am about to come out of my mouth have no reflection on this man. This is my call. So, Virgil, if you want to step in, you let me know, but I'm going to talk now. Go okay. ahead. Okay. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I am very, I'm not a big guy that goes on rants on this show. I, I try to be civilized and well-structured. But this past weekend, the sensitivity buses came out. And I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of this point. So if you have kids... And by the way, if you have kids that are listening to this program, please turn this damn thing off and come back later because this is not going to be what you want to hear for your children. Make it real clear. You know, I watched Iowa and LSU the other night. I watched the uh, Women's National Championship game. And I'll be honest with women's basketball is very, very I'm a really, really big fan of. I'm a big fan of women basketball I mean women basketball. I just enjoy it to the point where it's like, you know, it's a good time. Um, you know, it's, the game's really fun to watch. And, you know, of course, you know, there's things called trash talk. Caitlin Clark is the best player in college basketball. She did a little gesture, you know, with talking trash at the against the Haley Van Flynn of Louisville. You know, the whole you can't see him. You're up down 15 fucking – you're down 15 points. Did she do the thing in South Carolina when she waited to play off? I mean, she's been doing it all year long. Then Angel Reese from LSU, a villain of college, women's college basketball, but a really good player to watch, did the same thing to her, point to her ring finger and saying, you can't see me. And people got up in their fucking arms about it. Here's the thing. Trash talk has been in this has been in sports since the beginning of time. Trash talk has been in been in news media for the time. I wake up every day ready to talk some shit. I do. Virgil, you know me for almost ten years. Has there ever been a day you haven't met me? I'm not. I've made a joke about somebody. At work, no, not a day, not a day, and no. you and you know me better. Like you know, like I joke with everybody, right? Like I and you know, there's and we also just talking shit, you having a good time, right? I mean, it's a good friend of ours who talks with a lift like this at work and has a good time too. So, here's my biggest issue: 
The media now gets a hold of this. People run their mouth calling Reese a thug, a, a, you know, a this, a thug, and no class, and Kayla Clarkson. And, of course, we're talking about a black woman and a white woman now. So what does the media do? Split everything right down the middle. Can we stop with this fucking notion that everybody needs to be fucking, we need to be hating each other? Can we stop with this notion that the media wants to divide and you wonder why black people feel the way they do and then white people come out, well, we're not forgotten about, we matter and everything. Can we stop with this shit? Can we stop? Is it not that fucking hard? Can we just stop? Please, can we stop? I don't understand, like, why? What's the point? What is the point of we have to keep this up, you know, and then you got, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold that one in, but um, I'm going to hold that in real quick. I'm, 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 I'm going off a tangent. I need to calm down. So, and by the way, this has nothing to do with you. If you want to chime in, you can, but this is me. This is me. No, this is me. I have never in my life been more mad at a bunch of grown ass men out here talking about, oh, she's classless or talking shit. Kaylin Clark was doing the same damn shit for the last two weeks. She's been doing it all year long. This and, and then you turn around. And yeah, Angel Reese kind of walking up to her, walking around. Right. Like, a, little, a little excessive, but it's trash. It's whatever. It's trash talking. Right. We yeah. talked about 2008, Deshaun Stevenson and LeBron James are doing the You Can't See Me when they're playing the fucking playoffs when the Wizards play the Cavs. And Deshaun Stevenson was a fucking asshole about it. LeBron was giving it back to him. He didn't care. It was what it was. And then here's the thing. A bunch of these grown ass men on here talking about, oh, she's classes. And I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, when the hell did everybody, when does everybody watch women college basketball now? People just go along with the, the, the go along with the narrative. They watch this little clip and go along with the narrative. Right. And I'm like you, where we talked about this a lot. Right. And we, I've talked with this extensively with people. This fucking media shit, whether it's Fox, C is C, uh, CNN. MSNBC or what the fuck they're called whatever news station it is you know what make the news stop reports like this we click we turn it off I don't watch the news yeah. I don't follow Fox I don't follow CBC and then I don't call I don't follow MSNBC on any social media on any, uh, any of my social media platforms Facebook Twitter uh, TikTok Instagram, anything I got, I never follow them. You know why? Because they have done nothing but hurt us. They've been hurting the, the American public people, whatever your skin color is, whatever nationality, they have been hurting everybody by stirring shit up. And, 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 and Go ahead. You go right ahead. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, is every single time they put social media out there, like you said, they split. They split people. It makes it seem that it's like it's more worse than, like more bad it is, it's, which is not. You no. know what I mean? They just, it's trash talking. I can go, like, you know what I mean? I'm going to get off the subject a little bit. Like, you can go to fantasy football. And every time I play with somebody, Steve, Our good friend Steve Talley. Right. Look, I like Steve. And Steve Steve will hold on and, and talk shit for you for three fucking days after he's lost. He will have a reason to, but it's it's not there's no harm in it. Right. And what? like I said, and me and him, like we when it comes to like Abdul Darwish, our good friend, the guy who talks like this, I was making fun of. <laughs> Abdul, everybody he's got an excuse for everything, but it's fun. Well, but it is, it's a trash talk, you know what I mean? It's all about for fun, you know what I mean? Like I said, me like I said, me and Steve, we always like I said, I guess I'm a Colts fan, he's a Tennessee fan. We trash talk all year. We always do. Oh, I, he brought he te- that Facebook, that AFC South um, group thing we had. Right. He, te- he 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 invited me, and I'm like, why the fuck you invite me? I'm not a Colts fan or anything. Why? Oh, it's <laughs> fun because you know what? I see you and our friend Marvin and all of us going. I'm just like, jeez. Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's for fun, though. Right. And people, assuming when they going to try to competitive, people trash talk. That's what they do. And people make it more of a big of a deal about that. Like you said, news is making more of a big deal as it is. Mm-hmm. That's our, our fun. You know what I mean? It's like, it's Dave like Peroni of Barstool Sports. I'm a Barstool Sports fan. Right. I mean, I, I you know, I like, uh, Dave's kind of an asshole, but his one bite everybody knows the rules, peace reviews, I watch every one of them. He's got personality. He's has something. Oh, it, but he was knocking Reese. And everything else. And I'm like, dude, you're not even a fucking athlete. How the fuck are you going to sit there and tell this woman what she should do? First of all, why, is a, why do men tell women what they should do? What do women tell men what they should do? When, when do we know? When does this When does this became a notion? Everybody thinks they know the right for everybody. You know what I've realized something? What's that? I was taught two things in life. Mind your business and don't worry about everybody else. See? And, no, and everybody, and that's one thing social media does. They worry about everything. And that's the problem. I'm over this shit. If I see somebody trash talking, I do. I play ball with tech with guys at work. You don't think we're running our fucking mouths to people talking shit, but we're cool after that. Right. Well, some of us are. <laughs> but, I mean, but no, we have, but it's different. People want to bitch and moment. And then they were talking about, you wanted me to talk about this Joe Biden situation. You don't want to be involved in this. Go ahead. Because I don't want you to feel like this is, you know what I mean? I know you don't give a fuck, but still, it's being it's being polite. Because right. I told you about this yesterday, I was talking about you. Was, okay, no problem. Because no I said, you sure you want to come on? I'm like, I want to come on. Exactly. Mm. So let me tell you something. Let me tell you this about Jill Biden. Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, she, she's a doctor. doctor. She's a doctor. She puts out, well, I think we should invite Iowa and um, LSU to the, the White House because they both teams played hard. Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? No, I did not see it. It's true. So, you know, Joe Biden, she's married to crackpot Uncle Joe. I mean, Joe Biden, the President of the United States. And, um, and everybody knows me. I have no political ties at all, but I call a spade like a spade and I call a bullshit a con ours a bullshit con ours. Yep. Crackpot. Anyway, so, um, plain and simple, she comes out and says, well, both teams play hard. She look, Shannon Sharp said it on this today. I'm gonna say it. She needs to sit her ass down. Right. You have no idea. Did you know you why? Well, we need to invite these people and bring them in together, and you know everything else. First things first. Iowa got beat. They got beat. They were the runner-ups. Sorry. Not everything's a participation trophy. Not everybody gets the hands out. Nobody gets awards. Not everybody's a Hall of Famer. Not everybody's an All Star. Not everybody gets an MVP award. Right. Because uh, you do doing this because you're hard for Like, really? Well, yeah, and making it, you know what they want? Sympathy. That that shows you right there why I don't like politicians. Sympathy. Oh, we, well, look what we're doing right here. Why, why don't you come be with us? And you hear what Kayden Clark said about it? What? She said, goes, no, I don't want no part of that. I said, the LSU won. They deserve that honor. We don't want the, I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah, there's difference. Sit, sit your ass down. Sit down. Mind your business, P's and Q's. Quit trying to be peacemaker. Everything. It's okay. It's okay to talk. It's okay to talk trash. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. If anybody here's got a problem with what I got to say, they know I'm not that hard to get a hold of. I ain't offending nobody. I'm telling like this is my platform. I can say what I want to say. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that because I'm sick and tired of this narrative. We got we need to get along, please, everybody. No, it ain't about getting along, dude. We, we the world ain't meant to be nice. 
There's different. They admit that no, we're not giving people participation trophies. And you wonder why sports right now people look down on sports the way they are now. Because well, my kid finished in fifth out, of, uh, finished out five hundred in the five hundred one kids. He deserves a trophy. No, your kid sucked. He didn't do well enough. Sorry, it happens. It's like Adrian, Adrian, my stepson. They don't win. A, they don't get first place. They don't get a first place trophy. Sorry, they don't. And he knows that, and he's fine with that. It's called, it's called, it's called competitive. It's called being competitive. But here's the problem I have to right now these days. Remember, and back at well, let's talk about. I'm 30 years old. How are you, Virgil? 42. You're 42. You're 12 years my senior. Right. So even though we got a gap, similar, right. similar in a way, yes. And like I said back then, like I said, it's we're our age. Like like I said, around like you're around age close to no, it's always apart. But you know, when it comes to competitive, we compare to win. If we didn't win, what we do? Do better next year. Improve on areas next year. But the problem is now, people say, oh man, you did place, here you go. Here's a trophy, no. You're gonna work harder for it. You're gonna earn that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's the problem is, you can't hand everything to anybody. You can't do that no more. You know what I mean? Once, like I said, you fifth place, okay, I gotta improve on something, like, like basketball. If I gotta improve on my dribbling, my shooting, my defense. You know what I mean? What what made me not look bad this year, I can improve on this coming year. But the problem is people don't see it that way. It's like, oh, he did good. Here you go. Here's a trophy. No, that don't go that way. I'm sorry. That's that's but you gotta do better. Every year you gotta do better. It's like the person that you play against, you know what I mean, in a three point contest and then you saw oh, he got not placed. Like he did good. Okay, that means you improve. Each time you gotta prove to get better, but now these days, even if you lose, they hand to you, mm-hmm. and you don't do that. You gotta get better. So I don't get what people these days now just hand on because all they t- they participate. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just BS. That's that's my opinion. I I just I just look at that as. Why? Like, why you, like I say, you got to earn it. Like, it's now these days, kids can't earn what it is. They just get everything handed to them. And I'm not trying to be, I'm just trying to see how it is. Mm-hmm. So, because when I was younger, like I said, I worked hard. What you got to do, you got to earn everything. Not everything mm-hmm. handed to you. That's, like I said, that's how I was raised. Yeah, I ain't got nothing handed to me. I earned it. You mm-hmm. work hard for it. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm with you, man. I'm whatever. So we're on a golf topic on that now. Yeah, right. So I said, I stand with the trash talk. I stand with Reese. I think she did the right thing. I think it was a little excessive. Yes. Okay, whatever. 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 They won. Um, do I think every media personality in the world is taking this over board to make themselves just chase clout? Yeah. And Jill Biden needs to sit her ass down and just mind her own and mind her P's Q's because that ain't cool. I'm sorry, man. I don't support that. I don't support and I turn out and I LSU, and if I was LSU, I tell them I said we ain't going. <laughs> we ain't going. They showing up. We kicked their ass. Huh? We hear that bullshit talking about. Well, you know they most teams played hard. Okay, and everybody plays hard. That's everybody. Man, oh man, give me a fucking break. Jeez. Oh, All right, before we talk a little WrestleMania. Would you like to... I'm going to ask you quick questions. How you feel about your Indianapolis Colts? Well, like I said, right now, this guy still got kind of disappointed. 
uh, like I said, how the season turned out towards the end, you know what I mean? All this motivation was going on. Thinking we was going the right direction, but we, we just went downhill. We just, I like my team, I love my team, but we playing suck. Even since Andrew Luck retired, it's like, it's up and down. Now we just like, we couldn't find a, a quarterback that can hold to the team and get better team better. But like we got from, from Andrew Luck, we got from Jacoby Bassett, uh, Rivers, then you got, uh, what's his name? Carson Winston. And then now you got Matt Ryan. And still, they just get mediocre quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Now we in a situation now is like I heard, also I heard now is possibly, possibly, like Tennessee now trying to make a trade with Arizona for the third overall. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard rumors about it. I haven't heard a damn thing about that. Yeah, man. But so I've been knocked out for the last three hours, so I took a little nap and tired. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so coast wise, no I mean they trade people stuff, but I hope I don't know what their plan is. They they wanna try people I heard the conversation that people say that people should get Lamar Jackson. No one I agree. No I mean I, I like Lamar Jackson. Just no I mean and money wise, two hundred guarantee, you know, that's I don't He's worth it. Don't get me wrong. People say he's not because he's injury prone. You forgot he's a former MVP, nominated MVP. Well, you know, Deshaun Watson got two hundred forty-five million dollars guaranteed. And the man's had two torn ACLs. He's had a bunch of issues with women. He's got a thirty-one and twenty-nine career record. While the Mars got a couple knee injuries back-to-back years, understandably, a former MVP, forty-four sixteen, and he's got a couple playoff victories or one at least. Right. I mean, and then about this on the Ravens, who 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 you think is he who he got other than Andrews. Not a damn soul. Right. And he didn't get on a team that actually have weapons to carry them. Like, now basically, he, he just needs somebody that could, that could pass the ball to. Mm-hmm. Other than Andrews. Because you can see, you, I can think of any other name on the Baltimore offense I can think of other than Andrews. Mm-hmm. I, and then think about all the running backs always injured every the last couple of years. So he had no running game either. So he had to move with his legs. Mm-hmm. And that's why I told people all the time. I said, I don't mind that. But I went to the Carbine uh, um, down here in the Lucas Oil. Mm-hmm. I went to it. It was on Saturday. Where, where It's here every year. Yeah, yeah. Is it free to get in there? No, nah, it's like about about 20 bucks. Is um, it worth it, though? Yeah. Worth going and watching guys work out and stuff? Yeah. Because it's like a show. I did. Richardson was looking pretty good. But like I said, everybody. Anthony Richardson for Florida. Right, right. He was looking good, mm-hmm. like literally. Right. The passes and everything else. But people have said, oh, he's inaccurate. But I tell you all the time when people come into the league, quarterbacks come into the league, you expect them to do, be the first time, like, carry a team to Super Bowl automatically. Quarterback's going to take one, like, two to three years to develop. I don't care what nobody said. But like I said, right now is. The Colts, I see them kind of, like I said, after Carolina did what they did, they got their first overall, but they're going to get, you know what I mean, T.J. Stroud. I see that happening. They're going to try to draft him. So, then you got, what's the name on the second round? They got Houston. So, I, I don't know. Let's see what happens on that. But Colts is not looking too good right now. Mm-hmm. So, 
I like the pickups they did. Like, you know what I mean? Some of the pickups, might not major pickups, but some to fill the void. But I will see what happens on draft night. That's what I'm looking forward to. I said, hope Bauer do something. So let's see what happens. All right. Hopefully he does. Um, I'm with you, man, on that. I really am. Um, I, I'm i with you. I mean, I, I think that if the Colts have the money and Lamar is there, you get to spend some, you know, just give up that number four pick and you can get him. Right. Because I'm going to let you know, Will Levis ain't the answer. Nope. And this is me being a little. This is me being a little fan. I am a little fan, and this ain't got a fucking thing to do with. I I apologize. That's all I meant. This has nothing to mean being a little fan and hating Kentucky. Right. Look his stats up. Name one thing he has done that makes you go. We need to draft him. I can. I looked at his highlights. I look at his way. He He's he. Again. And you hear his interviews about how he talks to people and shit. Yeah. He's yeah. arrogant. Yeah, I got a cannon for an arm and everything else. He's gonna fall on his ass, man. And I'll tell you right now, he should. If he goes, if he goes to the Colts here, that'll be the, the pick that gets Chris Bauer fired, and everybody will be happy. Everybody will be ecstatic yep. that Chris Bauer's gone. I'm like, congratulations. I'll make a post the day he gets drafted. Congratulations, Coach. You got your wish. Bauer will be fired within two years. And that's what it's saying. If Anthony Richardson's there, you go with Anthony Richardson. He's a project. He's a project player, but if he's there, whatever. I'll give you a guy that you come Tennessee's quarterback who's going who tore his ACL right. at the end of the year last year. That dude to me is a guy that nobody's talking about. He's gonna be a second, third round pick. But I mean, there's a guy right there I would keep an eye on for as well. But I just don't think that the I just don't the the. Well, we don't need to pay. He Lamar ain't worth that much money. Look, the market's going to be like this because look, Joe Burrow's con- Cleveland fucked up giving Deshaun Watson all that money. They gave him a lot of money, so now the the owners are going to. We got to get this market back down. Here's the thing: What happens when Burrow and Herbert come up? Joe Burrow gonna get paid. Yeah, Herbert's gonna get paid off his talent and okay, whatever. Herbert's got to win some fucking games, but Herbert's gonna get paid. Right. Joe Burrow is going to get fucking paid. Joe Burrow's going. We it wouldn't be surprised to see Joe Burrow get a six seven year deal worth about 260, 270 million dollars. Don't be surprised of guaranteed money. Don't be surprised that happens. Burrow, because Burrow, like I said, improve as a quarterback and stuff. And with that, I, trust me, I play him twice a year. I know all about him. Right, and, and that's how I said it is. But my. my Nothing my team is though. So what do you think about Pittsburgh? I, I love I love the position we're in, and I I'm, I'm not being. I mean, look, man, I'm always positive. I'm not like some of these blowhards out here that have to be negative about every fucking thing. I, we work with, I, well, we work with a couple of them. And you know who I'm talking about, too. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I'm not going to call them out, but they know who they are. Yeah. I just don't have the time. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I just, fancy football's rigged. We're talking about you, Abdul. How you doing, buddy? Quit being so fucking negative all the time. We got a lot of love for you, like what I've said, but you're negative. And I'll... I just don't know. I'm James Birdsaw. I like Birdsaw. I'm just kidding. I like Birdsaw. Birdsaw's great. Birdsaw. Birdsaw. He just. He just. He's just. I'm just ready to go home. That's just how he is every day. I, I like James. I like James. I like James. I like. Well, like I said, he's more. He's more. Like he, he knows his shit. He knows his shit. He knows James. James knows his shit. James will sit there and make good points and stuff. Yeah. But 
sometimes he won't take no for an answer either. Sometimes, yeah, like, right. yeah. But he, like I said, like you said, he makes good. No, points. He makes really good points. Abdul just wants to be negative sometimes. Oh yeah, like I said, like like I said, when the fancy football thing, like he up in ninth place. Mm-hmm. So he's big. Okay, next time don't choose number Colts and Bills players, and you be all right. Right. And so no, I mean it just it, it, it's just like a, it, people just people just have their issues. They just don't have the time for things. Right. So um, but anyway, so. But like, like I'm not negative. I am not gonna sit there and say the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the the Pittsburgh Steelers are gonna go to the Super Bowl. No, I don't think that. I think the Steelers are. I think they're another wide receiver, unless Steve Stims or um, God damn, unless Steve Stims and who's the other guy? It's a five. He's he's a small small receiver in the slot. God, oh my God, I'm horrible, but. They got two good number two solid receivers. George Pickens can be a top five ten receiver in the game. Right. With the years developed, his size and his skill set, what he can do. Deontay Johnson is very. I think Johnson is very underrated. I think he gets a lot of like. Well, he drops a lot of passes, dude. It ain't his fault. Right. I mean, yes, it is his fault, but at the same time, it's like, like, dude, you you're getting quick slants thrown at you. For two years before I've been Big Ben, they're coming out quick, man. Your hands got to be ready, man. It's hard. Especially you're catching two or three short-ass passes. My thing about though, too, is y'all switch quarterback back and forth mm-hmm. until y'all stick with y'all rookie. And he's what, what I, and what did I tell you last year? I said, they better go get Kenny Pickett. I said, right. he, he's from – he played four years at Pitt University. He's played in that fucking – he's played in Heinz Field. That's where they play their, they play their games at. Heinz. Right. It's not Heinz Field anymore, but it's always going to be Heinz Field to me. They played in Heinz Field. They've – he knows the locker room. He knows the city. He knows the culture. Right. I'm sure he's been around those guys too. Right. He, he's a guy. He's that Kenny's the guy, and I like Kenny. Yeah. Kenny shows down the stretch last year. Yes, he was a little turnover heavy, but man, down the stretch, his first game winning drive was the first. He's had he had three game winning drives. His first one against you guys. Right. He had the one against the Raiders on Christmas night, and then he had the one against Baltimore in the Sunday night game. And yes, Lamar was not playing Baltimore, but I don't give a fuck. You're playing the Baltimore if it's a Sunday night game for a playoff spot. It happens every fucking year with the Pittsburgh, with the Steelers, and and the guy on the sidelines, Mike Tomlin, and he. Who would you rather have as your coach right now as a rookie coming in the game? Maybe Belichick, Andy Reid, Andy Reid. But right now, I mean, maybe some guys like Shanahan for the 49ers. But or uh, but for what for, for stability and consistency, Tomlin is that. So I think, and not only that, also I think about Tomlin. Like I said, he have real constant win records. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's not like he like he's a defensive mind coach. You he is, he is. He is. And then, like I said, I told you all the time, and like I said, you like Burrow, Cincinnati, and that division is the only one I think is more scarier in y'all division. But y'all still got a team. If y'all gel, like you got to see the draft, see who y'all drafted. Yeah, and you got no. That also they got they got the they got the number the 16th pick in the draft, and they got the 32nd pick, which is basically a first round pick from Chicago. Right. They got in the first 80 picks. I think they got five draft picks. So I mean, those usually when the money picks are made. The first 80 picks of the draft is usually when the money are made. The picks are made the one through four, or one one through three till middle of the fourth. And I think they're going to do okay. And I don't also, and I also believe this too. I know we lost Cam Sutton for agency. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I did like us getting, but I do like Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson is 30, Pat Peterson is 32, 33 years old, but he did have a great year last year in Minnesota. Um, 
I like the fact we got Kananu from uh, Tampa Bay, a hard-hitting safety. We ain't had a hard-hitting safety in since, since yeah. Ryan Clark. Right. We need a, hard, a hard-hitting safety. Um, uh, getting rid of Devin Bush, letting him walk. Got rid of Robert Spillaney. Spillaney, he walked. But they still got guys. You could bring in Cole Holkman. They signed a linebacker from Miami. What's his name? Um, but I, I, His name escapes me. But they, Cole Holkman from, the, from Washington, I'm a fan of that move. Right. They still got T.J. Watt. They still got Cameron Hayward. They got their defensive tackle back. They still got Pat Farber, who's a up-and-coming young tight end who I'm a fan of. Like I said, they had – and they got Najee with Jalen Warren in the backfield. I think they had – and Amika, for God's sake. They got Mika out there in, in secondary doing his thing. Yeah. Levi Wallace turned it on last year, the cornerback they got from Buffalo. They have got a lot of – a little, little bit of pieces here and there, but why I think that they get another receiver or somebody develops, like a Steve Sims or somebody else develops, they get another receiver – they get another solid lineman that I think could get to the quarterback. Like they're talking about bringing back Bud Dupree. He got cut for this. I think if he coming off, oh, okay, Alex Highsmith, left left side linebacker. And I want and I want to let you know these guys are good, but it helps that they got a guy like T.J. Watt on the other end of this getting double. Right. And you can't double T.J. Watt. Can I ask a question? Outside of maybe Aaron Donald, who's a better defensive player than T.J. Watt in the game? And I'm talking to you. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, and look, you got you got a stud in your line, and I ain't talking about Leonard because I don't. Th- I think Darius Leonard's so fucking overrated. I'm a Buckner fan. I've always been. Yes. A, I'm a Buckner fan, and I kept telling people, I said T.J. Watt can do anything he wants. He can drop off in coverage. He has to. He plays the line of scrimmage very well. He knows the snap counts. You can't guard him. You can't stop him. T.J. Watt's too fucking. He can't. You cannot stop him. Right. He'll be a stiller for life too. He ain't going nowhere. That's so, right. like I said, me and my situation like. Close situation stuff, like you said. I don't know what's going to happen on defensive end, defensive, all that stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I hope it changes. But like I say, you know, we trade what's the name to the Cowboys for a fifth overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, fifth, not for a fifth round pick. I mean, but it was like, it's like I don't know. Like I said, in our division, it's just like Jacksonville still right there. But it's like it's our division still for grabs. Like our division is terrible. So, I don't know how it's going to turn out. But, like, right now, still, because think about it, it's, it's out. I can say I'm still in turmoil what's going to happen because Tennessee, they don't have anybody that's going to be key players. They lost A.J. Brown. I'm like, when they trade him, I was like, that was a big mistake they ever did because that was their go-to guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I heard how pissed Steve was over that. Right, right. And another thing also, I will say this. Yes, it's up for grass, but – Calvin Ridley's coming back next year for Jacksonville. Yeah. I know he had a year off. Right. That's something that if you're a Colts fan thinking, man, fuck. Now, I like it. you guys getting Isaiah McKenzie from Buffalo. He's a yeah. solid receiver. I like that. Yeah. You still need more. Right. You need more. There's not a lot of free agency out there. There's not a lot of guys out here. Juju was out there, but he went to New England. Yeah. But there's if they don't draft a quarterback, if Ballard trades down and rolls, we're going to roll with Minshew for two years. I just I think what's going to happen is Minshew's going to be the guy that starts opening week and then your rookie quarterback in the middle of the week will take over. What you thinking? Yeah. Also, too, it's like I heard rumors around, too. It's like, not rumors, but like, I think people, guys who I talk to online and say that, you know, Colts, they whatever. And it's like, well, we just going to trade down, get best available player we can get and try to draft Hooker in the second round. But Hooker tore ACL. Hooker, let me tell you something about that dude in Tennessee. Right. He's probably got the, we talk about arms and size. Yeah. That's a guy right there that I was just talking about. Like, 
Don't be surprised if he ends up on a roster and by his second year, he's starting somewhere. He has a cannon for an arm. He just needs a chance. If I'm Tampa Bay or team that needs a quarterback in the second round and he you need suspense, you draft his big ass. Get that kid give that kid a chance, man. That kid is a monster. He's got good foot, his he's got he's quick off the option. He can throw the hell out of the ball. They had some receivers at Tennessee last year, but He's a he's a when he walks in the room he 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 makes your head turn he's a big dude man yeah like I said so. you give his big ass a chance man let him play in the NFL he can he has he has ability he's a guy like if I'm like like for example if you look at like a land of Desmond Ritter don't work out they can draft him eventually and maybe he you know whatever and by the way here's another thing Arthur Blank shut up. The thing you said the other day about Lamar shut the fuck you were doing you were doing that thing for Watson you were gonna give Watson more money. Right, and he's had two torn ACLs, missed the see, missed the season with all these allegation things, and not only that, also he had 11 games of suspension coming up, and he has a 31-28 career record. What's the difference? Physical style, football. okay, I guess staying in the pocket, taking it, and Lamar's been hit less than Deshaun Watson too. People don't realize that. I just want to get that out there. I just, I, I just clicked in my head when Kyle Milan, you're gonna roll with Desmond Ritter. But here's the truth, and I, and I hope Desmond Ritter's good. I hope he's good. But you want to win? That division's wide open. Tampa needs a quarterback. They're gonna. They're probably. They're talking about them getting Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Right. I've read that, or maybe Hooker in the second round. Maybe they know something. Here's another thing, and here's another one for it too. New Orleans just got David got Carr from the Raiders, right. and I have been fatted by this. I think Carr gets shitted on way too much, and I was actually hoping he'd get a chance here if they were gonna go the route. And I'm gonna tell you why. You may disagree with me on that. The guy's never had a defense finish 28th or 30th better in the NFL. The guys he's had talent around him and the Raiders and everything else. He's had he's had guys around him, but he was never accepted by John Gruden or anything else. And the guy, all he did was he had some big gains. His problem also, he'll have a game where he'll throw for 400 yards. Next game he'll throw for 189. I get that, but he can play. He's a lot better than fucking Matt Ryan and stationary Philip Rivers you've had yeah. and Ellinger. And I think Ellinger deserves. And I, here's the thing about this: we're talking about quarterbacks. Sam Ellinger is a guy right there. I look at and go, man, what what if? Because I've seen him in spots this year. I'm like, he can play a little bit. He's got some talent. Right. And then, like I say to people all the time, I think what's going to happen is if we don't get the quarterback we need in the first round, I see us getting Hooker. In the second round? Yeah, I see him because you got, you got you got a quarterback you signed for a year that's possibly going to be a starter anyway. Mm-hmm. So if you get Hooker, you know what I mean? It depends on how his health is from that toy ACL. You know what I mean? He's going to be a solid backup. Yep. Eldridge can be the second behind what's his name until Hooker start getting healthy. Mm-hmm. So I. I see something happening about to happen on draft night. I'm gonna keep an eye on it because no me. Well, unfortunately, I gotta work. And the NFL, here's the thing: everyone says you gonna watch the NFL draft. I said I'll try and watch. I gotta take a week's worth off of work to watch a damn thing. It ain't like the NBA draft. Right. You know what I mean? Like the NFL draft. And I'm supposed to do a draft coverage thing too. But I think I think when is the draft? The end of the month, ain't it? Yeah. Problem is, I'll be in Tennessee with Brandy, so I don't know if we're gonna. I'm have time. I'm gonna try and squeeze a couple shows in that week to keep the keep the streak going. Because right. I leave, I leave. Thursday, I leave. Thir- we leave Thursday morning, so I'll probably get a show in that week. But I got, I'll probably, I should be all right. But if anything, I'll probably do. I'll probably come back, or maybe I'll take an equipment down there with me and do something down there. Okay, yeah, because I'd give you info for it. Yeah. Like said, oh, I'll have people. I'll have people texting me and call me. You know, people love talking to me about sports. They do. I get phone calls from people. All the fucking time. My phone, I swear guy, it's kind of funny. Nobody, you know, like nobody wants to talk to you. And all of a sudden, you get a podcast on a platform. People want to talk to you. You know, it's kind of funny. It's it's hysterical to me. 
And it's the situations like, you know, like Tripp and I are talking about, ain't it funny about it? I say, it's hilarious. Yeah, baby. But I, I think that Ballard has to get this right pick. He's got to get it. Either you trade that pick, you go get Lamar. If he picks an alignment or a defensive not you guys do need help on the defensive side of the ball too. Right. But man, you gotta get a quarterback. I think it's time. It's time. You did bring Minshew in. They need to draft somebody. Like I said, Minshew did have a bad game. That's the thing. He's a good player, man. Yeah, I told people all the time. Good on Carico. Good on Carico. As I say, I told people all the time what's gonna happen is I won't be surprised if they get the best available player they have in the first round, like they always do, try to get the best available. Even on the defensive side of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball, but I think they're gonna try to get Hooker if if they if this if that one quarterback they don't have in the first round, I see them try to get Hooker. I think they're gonna trade down to get a couple more picks just to go get Hooker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I I see it happening, but in the way is in the way is that. If the Colts go inside and make a decision on that, Bauer is up to Bauer. He got, like I say, he's got opportunity of doing something. I think it's his final thing, his final chance to do something. But like I said, people all the time, people got mad because a lot of people don't get signed. I said, well, they got really the free team ain't too bad, like pretty bad this year, picking certain players. But I see what happened in draft night because that's when really stuff is going to be. On a turn. That agree that. Yeah, so let's see what happens on that part. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you ready to talk about WrestleMania? Let's go. Main event time, baby. So I'm going to open up the ping on here. We're going to get this rock and rolling. So I want to let you know. Before we start with WrestleMania, um, I want to let you know this. We're going we're gonna to talk about Mania, and then we're going to talk about the Raw a little bit. We're going to talk about Vince selling the company with Endeavor and why. And I think it's a good move them selling because – it's good the money wise. Endeavor owns fifty one percent of the business. WWE owns forty nine percent. The stock shareholders. We're Vincent Creative thing. We're not going to talk about that because it's rumors. He's got full creative control again. He's got this. He's got that again. Um, all this shit. All this BS um, drama by the internet. Fans losing their mind. Um, but I will let you know this. For, in your opinion about the whole sell and everything, what you think about that? The sell. Well. Like I said, when they sell, like I said, sell to the highest bidder and stuff. But we don't know who they're selling to. That's what I'm trying to say, too. Mm-hmm. But when Vince came back, they tried to get profit from it. I'll be honest with you, I really don't know what their plan is. Mm-hmm. Where they're going to sell, stuff like that. I, I really don't know. I heard a little bit about it, but it's like, it's still, still an ongoing thing until they figure out who to sell it to. So what's your opinion about that? I think it's a great idea. I think it's good because Endeavor made UFC into a billion dollar. It's about money. And I also believe this, and this is my personal thing. I don't like Vince's mustache he's got going on. I don't know what the fuck's up with that. Fester, I feel it. Uh, not Fester Adams, but the fucking uh, the dad. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like something off a Street Fighter fucking game. Anyway, I don't, I just don't. Um, I'm very happy that the sale got done. I'm happy that somebody bought them that it has that has care about professional. Look, man, professional wrestling is, is a scripted sport. We all know that. It, but let me tell you something: the injuries and shit are real. Right. Um, they're the greatest stuntmen in the world. They're the greatest. Some of the greatest athletes in the world. They are. They're professional stuntmen. They really are. Mm-hmm. 
And I think um, I am very happy that the UFC uh, 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 Endeavor took the UFC and have done a million things with them. This is going to help them with television deals. And also that it's going to put them in line. Like, for example, like, you know, you might see a WWE program and show on ESPN or CBS Sports one day. You ne- you might see something. And it gives also good. And also, Pete, now it gives Peacock the option where they can charge for pay per views. Here's the thing. Me as a fan that pays the $9.99 for the Peacock premium thing, I I might cringe at that, but at the same time, more pay-per-view buys, that means more people are going to buy it. More, more money in the, the folks' pockets. Right. With the merchandise and the money and everything else. Also, too, it's also about, you know, Endeavor is going to help them out with television deals and, you know, movie rights and a lot of things. So it's a, good, it's a great deal. And they got the people in place. Now... Do I think people need to pump the brakes on negativity about it? Yeah, because I think it's better off this way. I would rather have gone here than gone to fucking Disney, go to Am- Jeff Bones of Amazon, or go somewhere else. Uh, they are owned by a company. They're not owned by a television company. They're owned by Endeavor. They're 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 not owned. They're not like Turner when they bought the Jim Crocker promotion and it came up with WCW. It's not the same thing. They it's not that, and I'm happy about that. And I'm excited, and I cannot wait to see what happens. So, we're going to talk about WrestleMania. First, I want to let you know, fan or no fan of this year's Mania? I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a big fan, too. Uh, I thought we're going to talk about what night was better at the end. And also, we're going to rank our top three matches for our top five. Let's do our top five matches for both matches. Five the worst one the best on both nights at the end of the, at the end of the program. Okay. And we'll we'll do it while I count down like I go five, you go five, I go four, you go four, whatever. Yeah, and okay. So opening up, man, SoFi Stadium and the, uh, one thing I love about West Coast times for events, the sun's out. I mean, you know, it's gorgeous. Um what you think about that John the, so the opening match was John Cena versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Um Hey Abdul, how did this work out for you? Like I tried to tell you your ass three weeks ago. Shout out to him, by the way. He knows what I'm talking about when he hears it. So, um, um, plain and simple, um, I'd like Cena coming out. I need two things. Cena needs to tan a little bit, I think. And Cena, I know I have a bad hairline. Bro, let it go. Bro, let it go. Then go back to the buzz cut. The buzz cut. I mean, now Austin, now John comes out to make a wish the kids. I think that's yeah, awesome. That nice. He comes out. John struggled running down that damn ramp a little bit, I thought. He was struggling. But was, uh, it's a big-ass ramp. He was out of breath a little bit. Yeah, and he got to the ring. It was great. Then yeah. Austin Theory comes out. And big match feel. Um, good spots in this. I thought uh, Theory did a good job with John. They teased. Um, and they went, they went 11 minutes, 20 seconds. Good high, but not really a lot of high spots. A lot of false finishes, grounded work. John showing his age a little bit. John makes a comeback, gets the STF on Theory. The ref gets knocked down, taps out. The ref doesn't see it. He low blows, and Theory beats Cena one, two, three in the middle of the ring. Theory gets a big win. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good match. I feel like people were bitching about, oh, they're gonna beat Cena like that. Look, dude. My opinion is this. John, in my opinion, knows he's on his way out. He's doing Hollywood. Why not put Theory over? And he, in theory, is a heel. He cheated to win. So maybe down the line we'll see Theory and Cena too. Right. You, what's your thoughts on the match? Well, like I said, people, is the match, I, it's, like I said, Theory is heel. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean, you try, you try and get him up. Or, you know, I told you that beginning, they, remember, he used to be in theory, like Austin. And then he changed his name to Austin Theory. 
to make him character more of an aggressive character. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was Wonder Vince Man. He was like a little... We call him Theory. Remember, they took his name Austin. See, yeah. that's one thing I never stood. How can you have a guy be serious when the name's like Theory or Riddle? Remember, they made Buddy Mur- Buddy Math. They made Bur- Buddy Murphy just Murphy. Right. Like, exactly. And then, and now they made him as a more of a tough guy now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it's a little bit more right. edge. And remember, he lost that money in the bank contract. Everybody thought, "What was Triple H doing?" Right. And he lost that contract. And I'll be honest with you, people for ain't talk. Nobody's talking about that no more. Yeah. They I mean, they gave him a little bit more edginess. Nobody wants to see Austin Theory win that title. Nobody right. wanted it. It's too, I, it made my opinion is it was too early. Dude's, 20, dude's, dude's 24, 25 years old. Yeah. He's going to be a world champion one day, just not now. now. And it, I think, and that was Vince's booking. Let's put the put the belt on this kid here. Goddamn, pal, will be good. And no, you, you, no, 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 no. Just pump the brakes a little bit. Let's relax. Let's, you know, however. But I will say, good opening night match, right. I thought. I uh, and I'm happy with John doing business. John does business, man. I give Cena his credit. And he laid there. It was nice little vision of Theory holding the belt up with his, you know, holding the belt up, and John's laid out in the middle of the ring. Yeah. So second match tonight, um, Street Profits versus and Angelo Dawkins. I mean, Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins, and Montez Fours versus Braun Strowman and, Rick, and Ricochet versus Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders. Um, I knew watching this that I said this is going to be a high spot fest, bump, 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 bump all over the place. Um. I, I enjoyed it. People were popping over Ricochet's shooting star press off the ropes or why he got stuck in it, which is pretty impressive. I was more impressed with Ivar doing the moonsault and Strowman doing the splash because Strowman landed that damn thing. And Ivar's a hell of a man to take that damn thing because that thing had to hurt. That has to hurt. That's snug. Um, good spots with Montez. It's just me, but when I look at Montez for I just say, God, when he get when he, they break the street problems up and he becomes a single star, He's going to be huge. And I'm a fan of, I was just a really, 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 I enjoyed the match. It was a good high spot. The crowd got up a little bit on this one. Um, the Viking Raiders look really good in spots with their, their slugs. Chad Gable, that suplex he did to Strowman. You like that, didn't you? I like it. Here's the thing. I saw him do it on Raw three months ago. Here's the thing. Why do it three months ago and then you're going to do it again on Raw? And why, why not save that for Mania? That 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 to me is a situation where somebody need that that's in the, right there, right here's the problem, and this is where I'm going to nitpick and I'm going to bitch about this. It was impressive, and I am a hundred percent. It's believable because it's uh, Chad's uh, uh, amateur background, and Strowman is a hell of an athlete for getting up for him like that. You did it when you first came, when they were doing a little thing where they were teasing Strowman working against those guys, or were doing a little semi feud on SmackDown and Raw back and forth, right. Here's my thing. You're gonna do that, then all of a sudden, he does. You did it on Raw. Now you're gonna do it again in Mania, and everybody pops for like, "Oh my God, I never seen him do that before." Quit lying. We've seen it. Right. We didn't. You. Why did you? Why not wait till Mania and do that? Right. Now, yeah. Well, they were. We didn't know they were gonna to work together again in Mania. Well, why do it on TV? Do it on a big show where people remember it for the highlight of the show that week. Yeah. Just a little something as a fan. I watch. I go, "Come on now." But I think the right. The Street Profits get the win on Ricochet. Ricochet, I mean, they get the finish on Ricochet. Street Profits win. Um, I think the right team won. Um, and this, I picked them. Street Profits. I picked Braun and uh, I picked Braun and um, Ricochet to win. I thought they. I thought the way See, they're pushing him, I thought it wouldn't be a bad idea. But I, I like. I like it. Ricochet takes another pinfall. Yeah. 
But I I I like look at Dawkins with that <laughs> when, when he Mark, knocked it. He not you can tell he was a football. Like, he knocked the shit out of Strummer on that corner, yeah. and that was snug. I was like, oh, that's snug. Yeah, that was. Like, I told you how I watched this, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah laugh, yeah. you laugh, you know, because you know. So uh, I don't not. We're not going to talk about the vignettes in between and other stuff like that. We're just going to do straight from match to match. Yeah. This is the match that I really want to get your opinion on because Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. Seth's entrance. I mean, let's talk about Logan Paul. Logan Paul had a great entrance. Yeah. What's your feeling? I never asked. What's your opinion on Logan Paul? And last, back to the tag team match. Did you enjoy? Did you say it was a good match? Yeah. I think it was solid. I think it was solid for the card. I think it did a good job. Right. Um, okay. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. First thing, Logan Paul. Two questions. One, have you ever had the prime drinks? No, I never have. If you can find them in Kroger, they're hard to find, but they're actually really they're, – they're certain flavors are really good. Their strawberry watermelon is the best one I've had. Oh, okay. Strawberry – it's really good. And their uh, energy – but their energy drinks are – his inner, there's there's the hydration, the energy drinks. The energy drinks are better, but the hydration ones are still solid. He's solid. He's, it's really syrupy in some, of some of them. You can taste the syrup in them, but I love the, uh, the strawberry watermelon. I am a fan of. It's really good. Um, And I'm not a big watermelon fan either. I'm not, and it's really good. And I think – how's your feeling on Logan Paul? As, a, as what he's done. Well, like I said, I think he's been, like I said, the, all the matches he's been he kind of surprised me. I think he kind of surprised me what things he can do. Joe Wynn's a big fan of him. Yeah. My so. buddy Joe, remember that night that you made it? Look what he's doing as a rookie. He knows me. He's doing his placements and stuff. I'm like, he's in the ring with Ray Mysterio Dominic. Then he had the match with Miz SummerSlam. The match with Roman last year was fucking great. Oh, yeah. It was fucking great. But I will say this about Logan. People who are online are saying that Logan needs to sign full-time. Here's the thing. Logan is kind of like like Brock Lesnar. Not the similarities, but here's the thing. He's an attraction. Right. You see Logan Paul on TV every week, you lose you lose a little bit of him. Okay. And I feel like Logan's Logan's never be a guy that's going to go full-time. He's just got too many endeavors um, with a lot of things. Logan, to me, if I was... he He does a good job in things, but he's also had... He's had high quality matches with people, yeah. but look at the guys he's been in the ring with the Mysterios. Ray has been a great hand for a long time, a Hall of Famer. Thank God he got in; he deserves it. Dominic is up, and we're going to talk about Dominic here in a minute. Right. But Ray was the, the guy that pushed him. the Miz, a guy who I give a lot of props to, and I will give a props to him later on the show when we're, we're talk about what happened with Shane in night two. Roman Reigns is the guy in this bit in this industry right now. Right. And I got a big question about Roman in the show. I want to get your opinion on too. Right. And then he works with a guy like Seth Rollins, who know who is over. So he's had the luxury of working with these guys in in his first matches that he don't have to call a lot. He don't have to do a lot. He's being led. Now he does a good job. I'm just saying they're like, it's very hard when you you you're getting you're getting like imagine him in the ring with Strowman, where he he's not, he's not going to get a lot of offense in. He has to learn that. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like we lose a little steam, so pump the brakes on him being a full time performer. Oh, yeah. He's good at what he does. But let's talk now. Logan comes out on the zip line. I thought that was pretty cool. The K, we all knew that was KSI and the fucking thing. We all knew that what that was. Yeah. But good, good. And then Rollins comes out. Uh-huh. The, no, the, the orchestra thing was cool. Yeah, the, no. the, the, the cool. The crowds into it. Rollins, Rollins has done a good job with that. And but the fucking what he wore. You know when he took that fucking big poofy ass jack off? You know what I thought? I said he got the Jeff Jarrett costume on with the suspenders. Yes. But okay, so getting to the match. First off, Rollins is 
Is he a babyface or a heel at this point? I think he's more. I think he's like he's in between. He's like more in between. But he's still. I think he's still babyface still because it's like you have good babyface, but when that got that heel type of attitude, that's like, good. He's like he's like the Joker. That's yeah, what he he's said. That's the joke. Remind me of him. Remind that smile, that laugh, <laughs> that laugh, and he just the crazy ass outfit. Like what he wore on Monday night the other night. I was the, the, the you see what he had on. Yeah, it's like what the fuck is he wearing? Ali Brandy is watching with me. I said, can I wear that? She goes, you are not wearing that ever. Oh, remember one time he came out down wrong. He had that boots, those red boots, boots on. <laughs> he goes, bye bye, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. But uh, what'd you think of the match? I think it was a good match. Seth did a really good job of leading on things. I think Seth's a hell of a worker. Seth's a hell of a performer. Seth's one of the top five wrestlers in the world right now. It's not even. Seth Rollins deserves so. He he gets his praise. My buddy Taylor, one of my best friends, Taylor Stewart, thinks Rollins' best in the world. I don't go that far, but he's top five. You can't name five other wrestlers in this world better than Seth Rollins. Rollins, he's a great promo. I mean, he's a good promo. He, He sells his ass off. Seth Rollins is a big name anywhere he goes. He does a great job in the ring. I mean, I am a fan of Seth Rollins. Me too. I like I, Seth. I, I like Seth, and I think he does a great job. And I would. And we're gonna talk a little bit about post mania where I think we're gonna do a roll over Rollins too. Yeah. Um, but the match is good. The KSI spot with the the, the the through the table spot. Logan Paul has a great frog splash. Also, I love when Rollins is doing his little entrance thing. Logan's in the background yawning. So yawn, Logan has Logan has a good sixth sense of okay, I need to react here. I need to do this. I, he knows little things. Right. And they did a great job with that. Um, but also, we'll stay to uh, love the finish. Love the, the super kick I made there. Yes. I'm glad Logan landed flat on that because if he landed any an inch off, he would have tore his knee up again. Yeah. Love the stomp her around the world. One, two, three. Big pop. Uh, Rollins gets the win. Thought it was a great, I thought it was really good. Um, on the cuff of being great, there were some things I would have nitpicked on. But there's a lot of things I like. I, I feel, like what Logan did when he put the uh, go to sleep. I like yeah, yeah yeah I thought he that was a good that was good like a little pop like I like make you pop I thought that was good yeah um yeah next match in the card Trish Trash and Lita versus and Lita and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control Bailey Dakota Kai and Eo Sky six women tag and I got this match wrong I thought Damage Control was gonna win this so I predicted this I did too um we all we heard the rumors online that Trish is gonna turn on Becky down the line right and they're gonna go to SummerSlam right um. I thought it was a good match. They gave him 14 minutes and 40 seconds to work in the ring when the bell rung. Um, the match did a good job, but I I feel like there was something missing. I'm not going to not – look, I'm not a performer. I never worked a day in the, this business a day in my life. I'm just a podcaster that loves wrestling. Right. But I'm very fair and I'm very – but I'm, I am fair and critical. I'm on both sides. Trish looks really good. Becky's still good in the ring. Becky, to me, is a little not over underrated. She's, she's lying with me because – Everybody thought she's the top draw in the company. No, she's not. I've been saying people that for years. She's really good, though. Yeah. Bailey is very underrated. She she gets her credit, but I don't think people really know how good she is. As I kept saying all She's time. very good. Dakota Kai is a good hand, but she's she's a little small, but she's a good hand. And EO Sky can fly off the ropes like anybody. EO's really good off the ropes. Dakota Kai, she has Dakota Kai should be a baby face. As uh, a baby face that She's never going to win the big one, but uh, somebody to get a heel over. She's really good at that. She can sell right. her ass off. Right. But she's a good heel, too. I'll give her credit. I saved Lita for last. Uh, no, it's I'm not trying to knock Lita, but 
she don't look the same. I think the styles have caught her up. She doesn't. She doesn't do a lot anymore. That, that surprised me. She got the hell knocked out too. She got a hell of black eye. You saw on Monday night. Right. I like Lita. I think she's she's one of the pioneers. But Trish looked like she belonged. Lita looked out of place in some spots. Right. And I'm not knocking her. I'm just saying like you know and you know father time or mother time has no limits. And I think it's affected her a little bit. Yeah, cause I think Trish should have been. No, I thought I thought Trish would be a little step slower, and she's not. No, no. I, I watched that match; it was pretty impressive. Mm. How she is. Remember, she didn't wrestle for years. SummerSlam, SummerSlam against Charlotte. Yeah. When they tore the house down in Toronto, they had a great match. Right. Trish can work, man. She's a great worker. Trish was always one of the ones she she works her ass off. Her and Lita, it was back in the people don't realize. I was telling Adrian, my stepson, I said, "You don't realize these two girls right here were pioneers." Right. I said. Back then, women didn't get a lot of shine. Everybody was on the sex appeal, the bras and panties. Right. But Trish and Lita were on, man. We knew something was going to happen because they could work. And then, like I said, think about it. You forget about And they forget about the other girls who are like Victorias of the world, the Jazzes, the Ivories, the Molly Hollies. But China opened doors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, China yeah. did. China did. But China, yeah, but they had a wrestling men, too, because they had no equal. Now, if she was in this era, China would be... Could work. You imagine China and Rhea Ripley having a match, or just China working with people like that. Now you know what I mean. China was working against men. Right. China came twenty years, thirty years too soon. If she came into this A eight era, right. she'd be a bigger star than what she was. I think. That's what I was. I, th- I really believe that, and people can disagree with me all they want. I don't care. But anyway, thought this match had a good spots. Um, there's a couple spots there I didn't like. The uh, couple, the spot where Trish went to do the hurricane on the outside and they flipped yeah. over. I thought that looked kind of phony. Yeah. Um, I like the finish of them all getting their work in or whatever. It, it, it's a, it was a, it's solid, a solid match. Nothing too spectacular. I was surprised who got the win on that one. Right. Um, the entrance they went like a little old school Sin City vibe in right. L.A. But I thought it was, it was a good match. Yeah. Match number five: Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. And this has been a match that every father, and look, I'm a, I'm, I'm a stepdad. That has ever been the consequences. Like we've been wanting Ray to knock the living shit out of him since Clash of the Castle. Right. Um, Dominic comes out and had a great entrance. Whoa, that was. By the way, we put that mask on. Didn't look like Ray Mysterio Jr. from W. It looked like Ray from WCW. He looked just like his dad in the face. Dominic looks a lot like his dad. Uh, Dominic has done a great job, man. We gotta give Dominic his flowers. Dominic has learned how to work with stories talking on the microphone. Dominic does a great job. He improved a lot on that because that's what I was worrying about on the mic. Because now when he turned heel, every week he's improving on his mm-hmm. mic skills. Mm-hmm. I'll be seeing that. I said, okay, he's doing better. He's doing better at that. But look who he's working with. Mm-hmm. And like, well, like, you got guys like Finn Balor who's a hell of a worker. Finn's been, Finn's been around. Damian Priest is a, is a I think Damian, people one. don't realize Damian how, I think he's underrated. They, very underrated. I, I, I'm a big Damian Priest fan. Me too. I am. I, 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 I mean, that. look at my hair. <laughs> I mean, it's it's similar to what, it, you know what right. I mean? I saw that. That's a cool hairstyle. Okay, I, I roll with that. So, um, I mean, and then of course Rhea Ripley. I like when they changed Rhea Ripley per heel because it made her. More We're gonna talk about Rhea here in a little bit, but I'm saying yeah. like he's got, and then you're working with your dad, you're working with, you're working with, uh, you're working with Edge, you're working with people that you know, and you, it makes you better. Right. Now I want to state this: How you feel about Ray's entrance, okay. coming out of the low rider with Snoop, and then yeah. coming out and doing the whole, um, then doing the whole uh, Eddie Guerrero tribute, and then he comes out. First off, I want to say that stage was beautiful. Oh, One of the best man. looking stages they've ever had. That was nice. The, the Golden Glove thing with the Oscars, the, the platforms. They come out there and 
They did a, they had a great they I thought they had a good they had a good old school psychology match. Michael Cole was doing a hell of a job making people realize Dominic Mysterio is a fucking a spoiled brat. And Michael Cole, Cole needs to get his flowers. Ever since Triple H, he got away from Vince. His commentary has been great. Cole's commentary has been really good. When he got with Pat McAfee in the Thunderdome, I started realizing it's like Cole can actually he's actually pretty damn good. But anyway, Cole did that. They did a great job. The spot on the outside with the parents and everything else, and then the run-ins. And Dominic controlled most of the match. You could tell Ray was talking to him like, okay, throw me here, do this and that. But I I saw Dominic on top. Ray still kind of hesitant on fighting his kid. But when Ray fired up, it worked. Right. And people love that shit. And then another thing also, um, the run-ins with the – now we got the LWO back. Everything good? Okay. Everything good? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just – All right. But – um. The whole LWO thing, they're getting back together and Priest running in and doing something. And our house people online said, where's Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley? Dude, they got to work in the middle of the layer. Like, nah, man, let it go. The story means well more with the LWO and Priest. And by the way, those LWO guys are small and Priest is throwing them off of him until they finally caught him. But I was like, you don't realize how big Priest is. He's about 6'6". Right. He's a solid. Love the finish. With the uh, Bad Bunny getting involved, so we know their backlash is in Puerto Rico. They're going to go to Ray and Bad Bunny versus um, versus Dominic and Priest at, in Puerto Rico, which would be a cool little thing. Right. And Priest from Puerto Rico is probably going to be a, a bucket list thing for him. Yeah. But I thought the spots were really good. The match was really good. Good match. I, I can't say anything bad about it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I do. I said the same thing. I agree. Because the match, I told you, Dominic... Really improved mm-hmm. from when he first there. When I told people, like you said, they work with him. He's getting better. By every match, he's getting better and better. Right. I like to see that. I just like to see how far he can go. I think it don't mean if he's going to follow footsteps of his dad or he's going to try to be better as in a wrestler. You know what I mean? His moves and everything yeah. else. But I, I, I like the match as well. I agree with you. Dominic's working well in psychology. He's, he's came a long way from the guy that looked like the – the you know yeah. he's came a long way, right. and I think he's done a great job. Oh. Now we're going to talk about the match of the night, in my opinion. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now I want to stop right here. This is the first title match we've had outside of the United States. But here's the thing: I don't know how you feel about this, but I am so sick and tired of hearing the women's. They did it with the the tag titles, but now they're unified. Okay. Can we stop with this whole, well, the SmackDown Raw Women's Championship? Can we change the name? Because I feel like them being tied to a show is kind of basic, and it kind of, it's weird to me. Yeah. As weird as that sounds, I don't like the name. I just don't. I don't like the name of the show on the belts. I don't like it. I don't like it. Anyway, to me, this felt like a. It felt like two grown ass adults going out there and fighting for a championship. This match was stiff. It was snug. They laid their shit in. Rhea Ripley comes out, and she is a star. Charlotte comes out. She is a star. Charlotte's going to take time off, obviously, with uh, going to bodybuilding, so she's leaned up a little bit. She looks good, by the way. She looks great. Charlotte looks great. Rhea Ripley is a house. I've never seen it. As a woman, her shoulders, her traps, everything about her, it's just like, damn, Rhea, you got this, girl. Right. But um, when they went in there, and they had a great match. Rhea sells so well. She kind of makes, like, when she sells the way she does. When Charlotte, like the DDT spot Charlotte hit her with, hit her with yeah. 
she does against anybody else. It kind of looks out of place because she sells so well. Right. I thought Rhea. They were the the spot that I remember the most about this. That German suplex spot where she overthrew Charlotte and Charlotte landed flat the way she yeah. did and looked like she knocked her out. I thought that was badass. Yeah. Charlotte did a great. I mean, Charlotte was laying those chops and the finish was perfect. The off the top rope, the uh, the rip tied one two three in the place prop. I'm happy for Rhea. I'm happy for she. I mean, talk about a run. She's a she's a Grand Slam champion. Yes. NXT UK title. The um, the NXT title. The NXT title. The uh, she's got the she's had the Raw Women's Championship. She's had the SmackDown Women's Championship, and she's had the tag titles with with Nikki. Right. Rhea Ripley has done. She's only twenty six years old. Yes. Yes. And she's on scratch service. Rhea Ripley, you can look up and see. To me, in my opinion, you can have. I love Bianca Belair. I'm an Oscar fan. I like Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss. Um, you know Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, all these women around the world. The two best women in this industry in the ring are those two we saw last night on right. Saturday night, and it ain't even close. In my opinion, Charlotte is the greatest is ever going to do it when it's all said and done. We're lacing her boots up. She will be the greatest to ever do this. Right. And I don't give a fuck about her dad. And everybody says, well, the only reason why she got a job is her dad. Charlotte puts the work in. She's oh, a hell of a... She puts the work in. And Rhea Ripley... They don't give Charlotte credit. She don't give her no credit. They say, well, she's just handed things because of her dad's name. I'm like, y'all are fucking getting on my nerves like crap. Right. Uh, did, I can say she did it uh, like go with uh, Cody Rhodes later, but like... If that was the case, they should have did the same thing to him. Right. But did, but she but, he, but, but you know why it is? Because she was beating Sasha, the internet's favorite wrestler. And I'm going to be on record. I think Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, is one of the most overrated wrestlers in the world. And I'm just being honest. I am being honest. Because I'll tell you why. How, yeah, every time, Char- nah, I'm going to shut up because I'm going to get off to the subject. Because I think Sasha's going to ring, but I don't get the hype around her sometimes. People yeah. fathom her. She's the real deal. Real deal. What? Botching moves and hurting people? Stop. Charlotte is a world-class athlete. Look at Rhea Ripley. You, you tell me Sasha's going to go in there mixing with those two and have a good... Now, her and Sasha, Sasha and Charlotte have had great matches. I'm not saying that. Right. But we need to stop with this narrative. Well, she belongs with the class. She does, but then she doesn't. Like, this is a different era. Sasha ain't going to get that snug in that ring with them. She's too she's too small. Right. You imagine Sasha in there going... Rhea, Rhea Ripley... Really, Rhea, Rhea is physical. She's right. very physical. She's protective, but she's physical. Right. And she lays her shit in. Do you imagine doing that suplex about shot to Sasha? It'd probably knock her out. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I'm happy for Ripley wanting it because, like I said, I choose her to win it anyway. But after the match, it, you see Charlotte was showing respect to Ripley when she was sitting outside of the ring. Remember? Yeah, the smiling. She knew. My way, what a, I love Rhea's theme song. I love everything about what she's done. She's a good promo. Right. She She's a star. She walks out, man. She is a star. And I want to clear this thing. I want to ask you this question. You know, people were online. We're talking about it should have been Bianca versus Rhea. And here's where I want your opinion on this, if I'm right. making sense. Is it a bigger deal right now that Rhea beats Bianca? Or is it a bigger deal that Rhea gets a clean win over Charlotte? Clean win over Charlotte. Thank you. Because because we and I think you'll know where I'm coming with down the line, two or three years, Bianca versus Rhea will be bigger, and at a point where it's like okay, and I want to see Bianca and Charlotte get it on. I still want to see that match. Yeah. I because that's what I I want to see that more than anybody. It was a tease, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. I want to see Bianca and Charlotte go one on one. I want that too. 
But there's still a lot of women on this roster to work with. Eventually, when we get Rihanna, oh, Rihanna, Rhea, I saw Rhea and Bianca work in 2020 at NXT, the last big show before the world shut down. They had an NXT TakeOver show right. where Charlotte invaded and knocked Rhea out and said, I'll see you at WrestleMania. Um, Rhea and Bianca had a hell of a match that night. Had a hell of a match. Right. And uh, I think Rhea and Bianca are going to mix it in real soon, and I can't wait to watch that. Right. Okay, the seventh match of the night. This was an impromptu match. The Miz segment with Snoop and Pat McAfee. Didn't need it. And I am I know you're a Colts fan. And I like Pat McAfee, but I've had enough of him. I yeah. like McAfee commentating. I don't want him in the ring. Yeah, he was good with the Adam Cole stuff in NXT. I love his match last year with Theory of Mania. But outside of that, I don't want to see him in the ring all the time. I want Pat McAfee. McAfee needs to be commentating. Yeah. McAfee does a great I job. So. I think for a fact that they just give him a small part because he ain't fully yeah. with WWE. And good and props to Miz. Miz got his ass kicked in that one. And with yeah. Kittle, George Kittle getting involved. Yeah. By the way, you see George Kittle being a being a wrestler before it's all said and done? He's a massive fan. He loves professional. Yeah. He loves wrestling. Loves it. Right. But yeah, man. Main event time, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Usos for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Now here's the thing. Usos come out with little Uzi Rock. They come out, and I mean, they are the Usos look, especially Jay Uso. Facially, they got it down. They come down. They mean business. And then here comes Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You can add in if you want. I am not the best in shape. I know that. Here's my only one. My, my few not. There's some. This match was good. It was really good. It had some issues, but here's my thing. Kevin Owens comes out, and he's wearing a a a. a uh, like a like a zip up jacket, zip up hoodie jacket or whatever. And he's five. He's under six feet tall, two hundred pounds, and he's got the 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 sleeve, the short, the cut off shirt and the shorts. And Sami Zayn comes out, looks like he just got out of the shower, hair all floppy, everything else. Right. Here's my thing, man. You want to know why wrestling ratings are in the shitter sometimes? Because when you got guys like that in your main event on one of your biggest shows. Now, I understand the story made sense of what they're doing. When you look, go look at Sammy when he first came to WWE, how ripped he was and cut up he was. Good, right. Cut up and was. He looked like, okay, he looks like great shape. Kevin Owens, I know what he is. I get it. If Kevin Owens got, it's not the shirt or anything. It's the fucking shorts for me. It puts some fucking jeans on. If he wore like black jeans yeah. or something like that and worked in jeans and... Always worked in them or worked like in some like some like jean shorts, just something. Right, right. The shorts to me just throw it all for me. I understand why he wears and I get it. I understand, but I just visually, I mean, you look at them coming down the ring. You're like, the Usos are in the fucking ring. The Usos look like they're gonna fucking rip you apart. Here comes these guys. Look like they're straight off the fucking the Penn Station line, getting a fucking sandwich after clocking out for lunch. And I like them guys. They work their asses off. But I'm just saying visually, like. If somebody didn't watch wrestling 10 years and say, is that the fucking main event? You, yeah. see, you see what I'm saying? Well, you know, yeah, Like I said, it's more, it was more of a storyline. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to. I think it's interesting. But you get what you forward. Yeah, 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah. And like I said, I see going forward, that's going to be some changes. Yeah. Because now, like I said, they unify tag team. Yeah. I think they're going to. My opinion is, is they, I think it's boards are going to change. I think something's going to go up. Because they had opportunity. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. Once you get the opportunity, things gonna change. Mm-hmm. Your wardrobe gonna change. You know, your attitude's gonna change. All right. So let me ask you this question: What did you think about? Um, what did you think about the match? I I like the match. I think, like I said, it ends the story strongly. 
Like you know me, it took. A I love year. the I love the fucking finish. The three Huluva kicks, the story. Yeah. Just it just it was an art. Yeah. Sammy's facial. Sammy gets. I've been hard on Sammy. Sammy over the last seven months with the bloodline thing is I've been a fan. I, Sammy's made me a fan. Sammy's done a lot of great things. Right. Kevin Owens, I've always been hard on because I see Kevin as the guy that can come in wearing a cut off shirt, go in there and fight you with right. je- with jeans on and shit. That's what right. I'm saying. Right. And I love the Usos. I'm always a fan, but like. I just felt like it got a little too spot heavy in spots, right. like a little like too many, like like Kevin Owens get through the table. You think okay, that that's my stick. Okay, the Usos are gonna win, and then Kevin crawls back and makes a comeback. It's just like, and then the kicks to the face the way it is, and Sammy getting mauled in the fucking corner the way he did. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like I said, to do the one D, and like I said, that's the first time mm-hmm, ever mm-hmm. he kicked out on one D. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just it, like you said. I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Which I do. Still I think it got, it got a little too spot heavy. Right. And tag team wrestling can do that sometimes. But they can uh, tag team wrestling also be really fucking great. And they they had a good match. It's just I think it got a little too spot heavy. Mm-hmm. But I love the finish. The crowd popped big, and it left me wondering with night one ending that way with them holding those tag tiles up. It's like it's great. Um, my opinion, and this is just my opinion on this. Night one. If you gave it a grade letter, what would it be? And I go from A to F. A grade letter. Well, like I said, the couple of matches, like I said, the couple of matches I watched and looked at stuff while I was all the matches. It was all, most of the matches was good. Yeah, the only match I had an issue with, the Pat McAfee, the Miz thing, I didn't need to see. And I also believe that the whole, um, the, the um, I guess the women's match, the, the women's six man was probably the second worst, but it still was a solid match. It wasn't like it was bad or anything. Right. Like I said, that, that, that match, I was, I wasn't the first night or second night for that one. The second night? Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, I, like I said, the first night, like I said, I gave it at least a B plus on it, please. I'm going to go with a solid A. I think it's a solid A show. Things I need, but it really wasn't a thing where I'm like, this fucking, but whatever. Yeah, it was. But, but so, you said B plus? Yeah, about B plus. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'll go A. I'll think an A is fair. Okay. All right, night two. Brock Lesnar versus Omos opens the show. I thought Omos, they were going to give Omos because they said Brock had signed a contract. Obviously, he did. Yep. Four minutes, 55 seconds. Omos dominated from the opening. Brock hit a couple suplexes. Finally got the F5 on him, and he hit the one, two, three. Omos, they did everything they can. Um, I, want to know, I want to know this, on your opinion on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. With Brock and Omos, did you like what you saw? I wish I'd get more out of it. That's what I was thinking, too. But Me, too. Like, An extra three or four minutes would have been yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought they did a good job with Omos. Omos slammed me. Omos is a big man. That's a right. that's a, that's a a giant. Right. And he's in shape. I was telling Joe, I said, Omos looks good in the shoulders. He looks like yeah. he's lost some weight. Yeah, he did look like it. What, what, do you remember 2021 when you and Abdul came over to my house to watch Romania that one night? Yes. Right, the night That's the night when I stayed up all night, went to work 10 hours the following day. You looking like I was fucking crazy. Yep. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. And I really want, I want your opinion on this. Okay. You look at Brock Lesnar. And Omos. Remember when I told you back in 2021 when he was teenage at Silas and I saw Omos get in the ring, I said, I said, Virgil Abdul, I said, they got their next giant. They just got to book him right. And I said, he can move. I said, he's a big, he's a big bash. He's got face. He gets a lot of things. And you're like, and you agree with me. Brock gets a win over Omos. It's a big win. Brock gets a one, two, three. Brock needed a win. Brock needed a win to reestablish himself. Here's my thing. How 
can anybody look at Omos say he's lost to Bobby Lashley, he's lost to Strowman, and now Lesnar. How many times can you smack a giant around before they just don't even care about him? Right. And that's the problem. I will, if Brock was not going to resign, say, okay, Brock, you need to do the favors tonight then. And I think Brock would have done the favors. Mm-hmm. Brock don't care. You know what I mean? Right. And I think I think they would have, that's my thing. But Omos needs a big, Omos needs a big ass win. He needs something to make people believe, make him believe. Because he, he comes out, it's kind of like the crowd's kind of dull around him. But he's a big man. How can you not, like, he can't do a lot because he's not supposed to do a lot. He's a giant. But here's the, here's the thing, though, too. And, though, giants ain't much giants in WWE right now. There's Giants are becoming an extinction in wrestling. Right. And that's sad. That is sad. But think about it. Because at the time, you know, you got the great Kali. You got right. you got big men like the Big Show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got big mm-hmm. Goliaths fighting. Now you just... And here's another thing also. Every one of the matches, like the three big matches is named, almost dominated Lashley and he made a mistake and got beat. He kicked Strowman's ass. Right. Beat Strowman, got his ass kicked in that match. Right. And they did a great job. They had a great match. Right. And Strowman got the win. Right. And then they're not against Lesnar. He made a mistake and, Le- and Lesnar caught, caught, got right. momentum. They got to do something where he, he has to win a big one. If they're going to go anywhere with him, they have to they, they got to, got to get a big win with it. And they got to give him a win where, like, he goes out there and gets, like, like one night on a pay-per-view. Like, let's say he gets in the ring with, I don't know, um, what's his name? I'm trying to think of a guy. Like, if he works with Sheamus, he gets, he, gets a, he gets a big win over Sheamus, gets some confidence. Right. Like, he has to get a win over somebody, man. I thought the match was solid, good, high spots. I mean, the crowd... Brock's a fucking freak. Brocky from this fucking planet. Some of the things he can do strength-wise. I know Olmos has to get up for him, but Brock still can throw. Brock is strong enough to throw those guys around. Brock's in his forward, mid-40s. Right. He's a freak. Brock's a freak, and I just, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's like I said, when Olmos, I think, I, like you said, he's getting tall. Mm-hmm. He's moving a lot quicker. He knows that, too. Because uh-huh. remember, when he first got there with AJ Styles, he wasn't as quick. He wasn't moving fast in the ring. But you can see that he's been. He's dropped about forty pounds too. Yeah. He looks good. And yeah. Giants don't last long in this business. But if you get a guy like that, like he's money. I think he's money. Kevin Nash just came out and said he's money. Taker said was we're never gonna have another Andre. But that's the closest thing we get to Andre. Right. I said the guy that size and they know who he is and they were and I think there's been stories that came out that like Scott Hall got wrestled. So Scott Hall, Kevin, and Taker all went down there and have worked with him. There's money in that big. There's money with that big. There's money with him. Right. They know there's money. You can't. You see a guy that big, you're thinking, God, how can you not make money with him? Right. Second match of the night, the worst fucking match of this fucking event. It ain't even fucking close. This woman's four fatal way tag match: Ronda and Shayna versus Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez. I think Raquel is money. Yep. So is Liv. Not Natalia Shanti and Chelsea Green, Sonyville. So obviously. Liv and Raquel come out. They're kind of wearing the same outfits. Okay, I like imagine. Uh, Shanti and Natalya are kind of wearing the same thing. And then here comes Chelsea Green and, and Sonya out here. Mismatch. Mismatch. And like, Chelsea's got some spotty purple and Sonya's wearing black. I'm thinking, ugh. And yeah. then and then Ronda and Shayna look really, look, look like a, what the fuck were Ronda and Shayna wearing? Boxing, With the, like boxing type like of thing. Kickboxing thing, yeah, but like the, the face paint and shit. I don't know what it is. Uh, worst match of the night, oh, the both nights. The right people won this, but I know eventually Ron and Shane are going to get them belt, the tag title right, belts. Right. I am not a fan of, I am just not a fan of what they, I, 
here's the thing I gotta say. Natalia's been around for a long time. She's a great hand. She's good. Shanti is is I like Shanti. I think she's really cool. I think she she's a big fan of wrestling. She's passionate, but she she does a lot of risk in the ring where it's not great. I think Shanti is more of a she would be great at hosting events and stuff. She has personality. Like she, she does Halloween Havoc for NXT every year, right. and she does a great job with that. I mean, and not, if you watch, I follow her on Instagram. She's really big in horror films and stuff like that with right. her tattoos and stuff, and she's very whatever. Chelsea Green, Sonya Deville, Sonya's really good as a heel, but I'm kind of just whatever. Chelsea Green is, she's married to Matt Cordona, Zack Ryder. She, she's an athlete. She's very athletic, but we don't see that. She's kind of doing the Karen gimmick. Ronda and Shayna, I think Ronda is a hell of an attraction. Shayna is really is very underrated. They both Ronda can work and so can Shayna, but they work their styles. Right. Liv Morgan has got a lot of potential, and they love her. They love her. They're pushing the hell out of her. But Raquel Rodriguez, not too many women are six foot one and are a powerhouse like she. She is a she don't look like it, but she is a powerhouse. Sure. Don't be surprised. We talk about Bianca and um, Rhea. Rhea that Raquel gets in that mix. And they teased it on Raw the following night, Raquel looking at her too. Because I can see Rhea and Raquel having some great match. And they've done some matches in NXT where Raquel, and by the way, Raquel's doing the smile and giving things. When she was in NXT, they called her Big Mommy Cool because of a, she was kind of like Diesel. And they gave her some cool ass, they, they had her wearing all black and shit. She looked like a badass. I'd like to see her do that again eventually. Me too. But I, I, like I just ran down that the four women in that. And it, was just like, just, it was just like, this is bad. Yeah. Somebody texted me. My buddies would text me, goes, over, under the botches. I said, under, over two. I said, they're going to have about four, and they had three. I was off by one. So, yeah, not a fan. Third match of this match, too. And this is the match I was most excited to see. Gunther, Sheamus, Drew, triple threat for IC title. Yes. I want to say this. These are three English, Austria, Ireland, whatever, badass men that fight. They laid their, I told Joe, so they're going to lay their... Uh, Joe Wynn was texting me, I think it'll be match nine. He goes, you think so? I said, they're going to beat the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. And I text Joe, I said, I told you. He goes, you literally called. They are beating the shit out of you. Gunther and Sheamus had the best chop off I've ever seen in my life. They were laying their shit in. And Gunther lays his shit in. He's got heavy hands. Oh, look at, but look at back to trying to do. He was chopping too. Remember that chop back and forth? And yeah, you see, red. You see and he, he was walking through Gunther. And then Sheamus goes in there and does 20 barrels of beat to, to, to Drew. And I love that Gunther, they did a great job. They had many opportunities where you thought each of those guys were going to win. Right. And I love the, the I love the spot where Sheamus got the bro kick on Gunther and he's going to win it or the, the Celtic cross finish. And McIntyre pulled the referee out or pulled him out and they looked at each other and they just start beating each other up. I never want to see Drew McIntyre wearing white trunks again, though. They, keep it black, black and red trim or something different. I don't like. That's the, what he used to wear when he. I know it didn't want. But I don't like the white. Switch, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, love the match. Love the finish. The power bomb on the back of Sheamus was great. Uh, Drew takes the pin. It doesn't hurt Drew at all. Right. Gunther. Drew and Sheamus. Sheamus is never. Sheamus is in his mid forties. Sheamus last year. If not for the Briscoes and FTR and their dog, their dog collar match, I call match of the year. I Gunther and Sheamus was their match at Classic Castle was match of the year for me. Right, physical snug. They did a great job. Drew McIntyre, I've I've been high on for a long time. Right. 
Gunther is a guy that's going to be the next. When they split those world titles up eventually, yes. Gunther's going to get a world title. Right. Yeah, he is. I'm a fan. He did a great job, like his body and shape and everything else. Like, see him in NXT when he know he was kind of a chubby guy, but he's he leaning his body up. He looks yeah. great. He looked great. He looks great. And I love that Imperium didn't get involved. The um, Butch and uh, what's his face didn't get involved. Yeah. They, they they stayed out of it. It was in one ring and that power bomb spot on that that looked like it hurt. Uh, but they beat they beat the they beat the shit out of each other and it was great. It was a great match. Great match. Great match. Fourth match of the night: Bianca versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, shocked by this, I thought Asuka was going to win this, and Bianca won. Had a good match, I thought. Um, how you feel about it? Well, like I said, that match, I think it was pretty good. It was a great match. I, I still say it was a good match and stuff too. But like you said, I thought it was Asuka too. The only thing gonna win, but like it looks like it was, it was back and forth, and those key moves at the end. I thought, I thought when he just when Oscar did the armbar, I thought it was over. Yeah, yeah, me too. I thought it was over, but Bianca powered out of it. I love the thought, the, the thing with the miss where she knew the miss was coming and she got out of the way. Yeah. Um, Oscar, I like her resurgence, but it's just like man, sometimes I don't understand things. Right, right. And like I said, I still say it was one. I thought it was a good match. I thought they had a good and Bianca. They had it. I'm like. And I thought, man, I said, man, the crowd just went through a fucking physical bout with Sheamus and them. Like, are they really going to sit there and like be up for it? And they were up for it. Um, the spots off the ropes were really good. Bianca works her ass off in the ring. They had a great match. And Bianca, that's three years in a row. She's walked out as a champion at WrestleMania. Right. That's pretty fucking impressive. Right. Um, so, yeah, good, good match, I thought. Um, Snoop versus Miz in that impromptu match they had was next. Shane tore his quad. Yeah. Um, props to Miz calling an audible like that. But I don't ever want to see Snoop hit the fucking ropes do that. People, that was so bad. Yeah, the worst. That the was worst so bad. Ever. That was so bad. I got. I'm a big Snoop fan, but that 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 people's ever was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just said. I'm just gonna that. I'm gonna let you know the impromptu matches. They don't count for me. The worst match on the show. Because they were impromptu. They weren't supposed to be great. Right, right. Go ahead. Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor in the Hell in a Cell. Now, oh, this, God, that was a good one. That was a good I love the entries of both of them. I love the Russell Cole, Russell Cole thing, talking about the Cell coming down, that the, the Demon's going to be whatever. I thought it was great. Edge coming out to Slayer, um, up in the, doing the Brood Edge thing. I thought that was badass. Yeah. Finn's entrance with the fucking the smoke. Um, gotta give Finn his props in this. He got his head split open in this match. You see that? That yes. he had a four inch gash on the top of his head. Yeah, because what? Because the injury from that laughing throw. Yeah, like, and I thought he got his hands up. I think what happened was when he he had his head bent and it caught him at the clip. Right. It split his head open and and you know what happened? Here here I go again. Look, I know they got no blood policy, but god damn it, it killed that killed the momentum of that match. That match yeah. was going and yeah. it killed the momentum. Yeah. Um. I wanted a little bit more out of it. I liked what I got. Um, one spot made me cringe was when he did the stomp off that ledge in the yes. cell and he went to the table because immediately I thought, oh shit, hopefully he landed right. And he landed perfectly. Um, like the finish of Edge winning the Contero. People were bitching online. Oh, he beat the demon. Look, it was a babyface story. He had to end the feud with Judgment Day. Right. Um, I thought they did a good job with that. Um, one, two, three in the middle. Edge gets the win. And they and they told a story in the Hell in a Cell. All that hurts those cage matches now. Any match with stipulation, there's no blood involved. Right. And I thought, if imagine if Finn and Edge were bleeding in that. The story. Imagine Edge with that wild crazy size picking the chair up. He's got blood coming down his fucking face. Yeah, it was good. They, they did a good job. 
But I I like the match. I just there's some things I just like. Well, the you know, the way blood is with hepatitis and dude, like goddamn, I mean, they wash and spray their fucking mats every fucking right. night. Stop, right. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> don't talk about that because they just be, people are act retarded. Yeah, so. um, main event time. Okay. And this is probably the match we're gonna get in depth to the most. Right. Roman Reigns. With Paul Heyman, Solo Sakota versus Cody Rhodes for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. When I tell you, when I reason why I always say that something there's just something about that final match of the Night of Mania when the stars are out, the biggest stars in your company usually are, and you sit there and Roman comes out, Cody comes out with a hell of an entrance, crowds into it that whoa, great song by the way. Comes in the ring, hands the belt over to Brody Lee's little boy, and I'm thinking, okay, I said, I'm thinking Cody's gonna win this. Just too, it's just so whatever. And then out comes Roman with the piano symphonies, and you just realize, like, people don't realize the Roman's entrance, the way he walks. Like, there's a spot where these entrance, like, this is what makes, to me, this is what sets the tone for matches. Right. Roman's walking around, he stops on the, right before on the entranceway, he, he looks down, he looks up at Cody. And he just stares, he doesn't even blink. And without hesitation, like a like a robot, he turns his head quick and just turns his head and walks to the, the, the ring apron. Go back and watch it. You will be like, man, he's good. Yeah. Little things like that makes him good. Right. I mean, and the crowd was one of Cody win, but it was split. A lot of Roman fans are there. Yeah. They boo him, but everybody's there throwing the one up. Right. People acknowledge him. I love the intro. And I gotta say, I told you four weeks ago, I said Roman's gonna beat Cody. Right. And everybody thought I was. And we, you, you, I agree with you. Yeah, and I at the end, I did pick Cody to win, but I knew in the back of my mind like yeah. Roman's gonna win this. I said I just got a feeling, and when Roman, I mean they did everything they had. To me, see, this is when you have run-ins and storytelling in this. It was great. Um, Solo gets thrown out of the match, and they and I mean they did everything. They they did it three times. I mean, I love that belt shot. I mean, first off, weight belts hurt. When they you get smacked with it, there's no give on it. They yes. hurt. They hurt. Yes. So, and by the way, Solo, he, that's out of all Rikishi's kids, he looks just like him. Yep. Built like him, too. Yes, he does. The thick, the, the, the with the legs and the upper body and shit, he's built just like his dad. Right. But they they threw, um, threw him out. Roman, um, they had a lot of good wrestling spots in this. Um Roman cuts. Roman does a lot of things well. He facially he has everything. Him working Cody, waving to Cody's family in the ring. I thought that was great. Yeah. Cody doing a lot of things like Cody. Cody fires up. That's great. The flip flop and fly with the the, the jabs and stuff yeah. with the crossroads. Loved the Usos running in and then fucking Sammy and Kevin running yeah. in and then they getting the revenge on Roman. Got a false finish on that. I thought that was great. The Cody cutter spot. Came close. Roman kicked up at the right time. Um, yeah. Um, and at the finish, I saw it coming. Me too. Here's the thing. Can we not make it so obvious? When Cody goes to that corner, Solo comes up and spikes him. What if Solo ran out, ran out, and he fucking, Cody goes to the middle, and he drags Roman like Roman's trying to fight him even though, and then bam, he gets him. It made it obvious when he went to the corner. Roman hit a hell of a spear for a two-count before that. Great spot finish. Heyman gets involved, but that spear and that finish, one, two, three, and the crowd was shunned. And I sat there and was like, who in the fuck is going to beat Roman? Here's my thing. There's a thing. Dusty Rhodes had a promo. Cody's father. 
the American dream, the greatest of all time when it comes to the mic work in this business. The only guy I've ever said professionally on the microphone is better than Dusty's Muhammad Ali. Dusty could talk. You know that better than anybody. Dusty had that promo called Hard Times. Cody, the worst thing that happened to Cody was he he tore his peck. If Cody had a year of building up, Cody probably would have won that night. They now you gotta make him struggle. Now we get to struggle. The story is not complete. I love it. And Cody knows. Cody knows he won a raw next night and challenged Roman again. I want to ask you this. Best match of night two? Yeah, that'd be the best match. I agree with you on that one. Agreed. So we're gonna end Manny with this. Night two, where would you rank it? And I'm gonna go out and say I'm gonna give this a B plus because I felt like it did the I felt like the women's match and I just felt like the Snoop Miss thing that it was just unfortunate. And yeah. Oscar and B- Bianca felt flat at times, even though they finished out well, but I just felt whatever. Night two would be plus. Yeah. Um my overall show ranking though, A minus. I think for the for both nights it gets an A minus for me. You yeah, same thing, like I said, I I will say like B as well. Like I said, B, but I was like saying all out on, like the first night was better, but like I said, but the second night was, no, I give, I give a little like a, a you because, yeah, because I liked the Goofler match. I like that was a great match, right? The there. Gunther, Gunther, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gunther match. It was that was that was a good match. Mm-hmm. I like, and Roman Reigns match was good as well. Like you said, that women's it was a botch, but. Overall, I like those two major matches. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of gave it an A. But overall, like I said, I gave it at least an A minus or yeah. more like that because I like the I like the major match this second right. night. Um, before we get into the ranking of our top five matches, I want to ask this question about Roman Reigns. Yeah, seven WrestleMania main events. Eight out of nine of them. He's the only guy in history to ever headline a show with defending the same championship three years in a row. Hogan never did that. Taker never did that. Rock never did that. Austin never did that. Is Robert Reigns top 10 to 20 all time in the history of this business, this sport? He's up there. I think he's in that conversation. And I think... Remember in 2016 when I was on the dock and people were giving me shit about Roman? I kept telling him, he's the biggest star in the business. He's going to be the biggest star in the business. He just needs a chance to turn heel and they need, they need to turn him heel and let him roll with it. You were talking about that too. We uh, you remember that in 20? 20- yes. I was called, I called this seven years ago and boy and hold, who was right? I hate, I hate to tell you, I hate, I love telling people I told you so, but I told you so. I love telling them that. No, I just think. I was sitting there talking to some buddies of mine. He said he's top fifty, he's top ten, twenty all the time. He's right on the cuff of that. Right. He's in that conversation with the guys like the Randy Orton's, the Cena's, uh, the Triple H's. Those guys that don't really get talked about in the top ten. Now they are yeah. in the Kurt Angles. Now they're getting in the like because you know the top tens got the Takers, the Rocks, the Flares, the Hogans, the so Andres, the Austins. The Bret Hart's, the Shawn Michaels, the yeah. Randy Savages, the guys like that, the Dusties. Yeah. He's right there knocking, knocking in, in, knocking in. And he's I think and he's probably going to carry those belts back to Mania unless Cody wins him at SummerSlam. Now, here's my thing. Let's talk about post-Raw. Um, Brock turned heel, attacked Cody. Now we're going to have Brock get Cody over and have Brock work with Cody. That mean, And people are impatient, but they get it. It's great. Vince had a lot of creative to do with money. That was a bad Raw for Mania. It was. It was. 
Um, I expect that Vince probably just want to put a stamp approval on things, rewriting things. If now the morale around there is bad, if it continues, we're going to see what happens on SmackDown Friday night, but we'll right. see. I will state this, and I really believe this. Vince is really good with main event getting bigger stars over. He knows. The problem is Vince has had issues trying to get guys over on their own, and he doesn't let other people's advice, and he kind of, he kind of fucks with people. Right. I think he does. He knows what he's going to do with Cody. He's going to keep Cody strong. I agree with that. I also believe, and I truly hardly believe this, it's not going to hurt Cody to struggle. It does. It, there's nothing wrong with Cody getting beat the other night. I kept trying to tell people. Right. SummerSlam comes around, Cody might get a shot at those belts and win those belts back. You never know. But there's a lot of guys Roman can work with. You, you know, you Roman can work with Sheamus. Roman can work with Seth again. And that's where I was going to go with Seth. Seth's the only guy. Yeah, Roman ain't been pinned or had a clean loss since 2019. But here's the problem. Think about this. Roman did lose the Rumble last year by DQ against Seth. Right. Think about that. So... I've been hearing rumors about maybe a triple threat down the line with those with Cody, Seth, and Roman. Yeah, I heard. I heard they trying to put also they probably put Lashley in the title thing too. I heard. I think that and that would be great too. There's another. Yeah. See, there's plenty of guys from to work with. How you know we ain't gonna get Roman and like maybe they like Braun Breaker is a guy we've been hearing rumors about calling. How you know Braun Breaker can come up and challenge Roman? See, that's what I don't understand. They. WWE has the dominant, the the one guy they are centered around. Right. Here's the thing. Roman's got a great deal. He ain't going nowhere. But let me tell you something. They've got Backlash in Puerto Rico. They've got the King and Queen tournament thing up over in Saudi Arabia now. They've got Money and Bank in London, and they got SummerSlam in Detroit at Ford Field. they got four big events coming up. Three of them are overseas. You don't think Roman's going to work some of those? So they, they're going to have time. There's also, like, here's nothing. What is Bray Wyatt going to do? We don't know about Bray Wyatt. We don't know what they're going to do with Karrion Cross. We don't know what they're going to do with Strowman and Ricochet. There's a lot of things we don't know. Right. Here's the thing. I have a thing I like to state. I want Edge and Bray Wyatt to work against each other before Edge retires. I'm going to put that in. So your top five matches for Mania, and then we're going to close the show. I'm going to go with number five. Number five for me, and it got killed because of the momentum of the the, the – and getting his head split, but I'm gonna go Edge versus Finn Balor. Number five for me, I think that it it did a great job. What is your number five, Verge? Well, let me see. Cause we always talk all the matches. Yeah. Um, I think I have to agree with you on that one. Okay, number four, and it's it's not a knock against these, but Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. I think. It just got a little too spot heavy for me. I mean, the finish was fucking fin- fu- fucking yeah. phenomenal, but yeah. I just think number four. I mean, they still had a great match. I still think. Yeah, I agree with you. Same here. Same match. So you go that to be number four. Yeah, I go with that number four. Number three, and I went back and forth on this one because three and two were like this with me back and forth. Right, right. But number three is a triple threat match: Gunther, Sheamus, and McIntyre. Physical as fuck, beat the shit out of each other. Great match, great work, great psychology. Yeah. Um, and the right guy won. Either way, any guy could have won that, but the right guy won. Okay. Um. Yeah, cause that was hard. Like I said, I got one, two, two. <laughs> I got. I said the same thing stuff. Um. I guess I. I might have to agree with you on that one too. <laughs> okay. Because like I said, because I was because like, I was thinking about the match, but the, I, like I said, I 
a way, like, I just like that bruising match. Yeah. But like I said, Adrian, my my, my, Adrian watched it with me. He went to bed earlier that night. So yeah. he watched, he watched, he goes, oh, what? Like, he, he was shocked that they were beating each other up that bad. You know but I, mean? I would say, I have to say, my, the, the third one for me, like I said, is the Charlotte. So it, that's number three for you. Yeah. Okay. 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 It's fine. Yeah. Shot number two, and I went back and forth on this because I'm thinking, but really, number two is Cody and Roman. I think it was just so good, man. It's just that fucking finish. If they had just put it better, where Cody could have just like it with more of a struggle, even though he's hit him three times with it. If they'd done it differently, then. It would have probably be number one. That's the one off on that thing, and that's how I'm critiquing this because my number one was fucking flawless in my opinion. Okay, so number two, I said I agree with you on that one. The Roman Reigns, I think that would be a solid two. Number one for me is Rhea versus Charlotte. That one little thing, if that was fixed better, it'd be flipped. But Rhea and Charlotte are number one for me, and you're number one. Like I said, McIntyre match. That trip, that triple threat. Yeah, yeah that was that right. was the match. That was. And, I feel and that I, was like it was hard hitting. It mm-hmm. was like, and like I, you said, that was like guessing. Yeah, who's and, gonna be champion? And, and I'll be honest with you, Dominic Mysterio, uh, the Mysterio match, and the Rollins and Paul match were right there on the cuff for me. They were right, right there with me, and like they could have been five. That, but I think. What set Edge and Balor for me was just the the, the build up that promo they sent out and yeah. just the way their entrances and that, that that to me that was great. Right. Just what hurt that match was the right. momentum, but I couldn't take away the them getting to the cage to sell and what they did. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Virgil, I want to thank you for coming on, right. and I will appreciate this too. I'm gonna make this real clear. To I really hope we can get you back on here. Definitely. Well. You know, maybe I'll save your ass for SummerSlam. We'll just slowly, I don't want, you know, have you back on for SummerSlam. We'll talk. Yeah. But now I'm going to take the microphone away from you. Oh, so, man. just let, <laughs> let you guys know, like always, as I close the show with my favorite saying, <laughs> I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is, is straight up. Have a good one. Acknowledge me. <laughs>